G A D. Now pluck the higher strings. D G A D. Are you getting into it? You like that little hammer on right there? D D A D. G, D, G, D, G. This is this is how this this is the song. This is how it goes. D, G, A, and then a little hammer on. Oh, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like, and then I can play it with the with the higher notes. So it sounds like this. D, G. Oh boy, did you like that? Let me play that part for you again. That's really, it's really pretty. Here it goes, D, G, A. My little hands, my little fingers just get in the way sometimes of these strings. <laughs> One last time, D, G. A, D. Oh boy, <laughs> that's so pretty, isn't it? That's, just, oh, excuse me. Just a little peek inside the life of the um, singer-songwriter. That's me, Gabriel Roberts. Um, you know, I just sit here in the evenings and strum a little ditty on the guitar. And, you know, I, I write songs um, about things that I'm thinking and feeling. And so that's just a preview of the latest uh, single that's going to be out in my new album called Pickin' Bones with Eraser Matt. I hope you'll get, you'll get it. I'm just kidding. I'm not I'm not a singer songwriter. Um, my name is Gabriel Roberts, and you are listening to Painting Pictures. It's a podcast about universal juice, and I'm feeling universally juiced on an, a to-do list. I've got it. It's on. It's on cardstock right here, and I'm just gonna share it with you because I think it's exciting. Okay, finish big painting. Build art cart. Um, rotate tires plus alignment. I might not need alignment. I'm just going to start with tire rotation. Oil change slash checkup. Assemble camping kit. Frame Wellington drawing. Amazon order. Painting for people. Uh, prep papers prep one big canvas plus bring extra canvas piece there that's it that's that's all i have to do and i'll be ready to go two weeks folks two weeks to do all that less than that gosh less than that i leave next friday leave next friday for colorado and i have to have all those things done i have to have that big painting finished which is coming along and i'll show you pictures when it's done
I have to build an art cart, which will allow me to paint in the great wilderness and um, go up and find where the mountain goats live and make paintings up there. Get my tires rotated, you know, car stuff. <laughs> Boring. Uh, assemble camping kit. It's a big one. I want to be all ready to camp. And you know me, I got to have all my stuff. So that's sort of, that's like taking place in my mind. And then it feeds into a later item, which is an Amazon order. I'm going to make the biggest Amazon order of my life. And um, I just have to decide whose portal I'm going to use. Whose podcast do I want to support with my Amazon purchase? It's very exciting because they're probably going to get all of $4 from it. Uh, so, hi. It seems like longer than a week since we've talked, but it's only been a week. And... Um, I'm back and, and I'm, I'm introing a, a great episode and I really, I have to keep this short because I have a whole long talk with a good old friend from high school named David Wax. David, uh, has a wonderful smile. He's very funny. He's a good rapper. We used to freestyle back in the day and he now lives in New York City and he just got some uh, nice shoes, and he'll he'll tell you about that in the podcast. Um, a couple of details about the podcast: um, the 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 email address is Gabe Roberts Art G A B E R O B E R T S A R T at Gmail dot com. A a that's that's like a cross between and and e a you can also find the website for the podcast gaberobertsart.com and go there and pick out a piece of art and and buy it and and then I'll have more money for my trip okay if you would like to support this podcast the number one thing to do is to keep listening. The number two thing to do is to um, tell me about your dreams. And then the number three thing to do is visit the support page at GabeRobertsArt.com. And you can send me money and you can, um, you can visit my Etsy shop and buy paintings. I just renewed some uh, listings. There currently are all sorts of wonderful things for sale there including some little drawings that are only $15. And I really hope that I haven't forgotten that I've sold anything. That's a dreaded that's a dreaded day when someone buys something and then I go and look for it and I don't have it. But I'm pretty sure I have everything that's up there. And if I don't, I'll just I'll send you the nicest email. I'll suggest something else and you'll understand. You'll understand. Because you're so nice. You're just, you're so understanding and you're kind. You smell good too. You smell really good. Did you, are you using a different shampoo? Do you use shampoo? I, I, I do, but only on occasion, you know, maybe once a week. Um, I'm, one of my orders on Amazon is going to be deodorant. Just to update an earlier issue, I, I still use deodorant. I still get BO sometimes. But it hasn't been so hot lately, so that hasn't been so bad. Gosh, what else? Um, 
uh, you know, I really should just get to this podcast because it's plenty long and I'll blab more later. So thanks for tuning in. Um, please enjoy this talk with David Wax. And it was recorded via Skype. So he cuts in and out like slightly, but overall the sound quality is pretty good. And um, it's, you know, there's nothing I can do about it now. I could, I could... Uh, like type out a transcript of the entire conversation and email it to him and ask him to record his half of it. But I think that would just detract a little bit from the, like the vibe. It would just sound different. You wouldn't know why, but it would sound different. So I didn't do that. I, I just kept it the way it is. And I hope you like it. Um, <laughs> I like, y I like you. I like you. And I like your nose. I don't think it's too big. I think it's just right. Are you ready for this podcast? Are you ready? Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey. No. Hey, say no more. Say no more. Oh, hey. All right. Take it easy. <laughs> Coming right at you. David Wax, everybody. David Wax. audio yeah but uh i can narrate okay is it hot in your room no it's kind of nice actually it was hot outside but uh i took my fan on would you get cold if you took your shirt off maybe a little bit i could always put it back on that's true all right let's go a shirt off great all right so you've been uh you've been taking care of yourself look at those muscles yeah I try a little, a little, little workout. Yeah, I think I'm gonna hit the gym after this. Really? Yeah. What gym? What's what's your gym like? Oh, it's so nice, dude. It's it's like I lucked out. You go to this chain. Uh, like so many branches. So I signed up for one branch that was really shitty, and I moved. They now go to the branch closer to me, and it's like I desire. Really. Okay. Converted spa. It's got a converted spa. Well, it it seems like it was a spa that they just turned uh, into. A gym. Are there yeah. a lot of really fluffy white towels? Yeah. Nice. That's that's probably my favorite thing about spas and gyms. Yeah. It's up there. I mean, I don't care that much for all the amenities. It really doesn't affect me. Yeah. I don't need that much, but it's just nice to yeah. have. And uh, and so you go and pump a little iron. Yeah. 
Nice. Yep. What's been going on? Uh, well, I'm working on my posture, and I don't know if you can see, but this side is this side of me is higher than this side. Oh yeah, I have that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. One of my shoulders is lower. I think my right shoulder is. And more it's like flame. always been like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I like got measured. I got measured for a suit recently, and that's one of the the show. That's that's one of the things they have to account for is one of your shoulders is lower. Really? Yeah. If you got measured for a suit, I'm sure they had marked that down. That's gonna that suit's gonna fit <laughs> you real well. Oh, I'm really excited about it. It's, yeah. I've never had a custom tailored suit before. Yeah, me neither. That's gonna be sharp. Yeah. So do you have to have a lot of suits these days at your job? Yeah, well I always, I mean I wear always wear a tie and I try and wear a coat. I don't always wear a coat, but uh, yeah, I, it'll, it'll be nice to have it. I don't have to, gotcha. but yeah. So you're you're are you in school too? No, I'm just working full time. Are you working for a law firm? For KPMG, an accounting firm. Oh, really? Yeah. So how's that? Because because I'm doing tax law. Yeah. If you like, you can also do it at an accounting firm. Yeah. You're like technically not practicing law because they're not allowed to practice law. Right. But but you really are. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It's good. So it's in Manhattan. Yeah. Is it kind of in the financial district? No, it's in Midtown. Okay. And where are you living? In Murray Hill, which is like. A little south of Midtown. So you're pretty close to work? Yeah. I can walk there in 20 minutes or subway there in 20 minutes. Which do you choose? <laughs> Usually subway. Now that it's like super hot and it's, if it's not raining, I'll definitely walk. Yeah. Because the subway, you go in on a hot day, it's like 100 degrees. Oh, it's so bad. It smells horrible. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, so you get real sweaty. The the thing about walking is you 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 don't want to wear out your suit your nice suit pants. That's another uh, consideration. Yeah, no, the main five strategy that I do with my shoes, which I really like. I got I recently got upgraded my shoes. I got a nice pair of black shoes and a nice pair of brown shoes. I got Allen Edmonds okay. for each. Really solid shoes. And then I had a former pair of black shoes and brown shoes. What I do is my nice ones that I got, I leave them under my desk with shoe trees in them, and then I wear my former ones to and from work. Brilliant. Yeah. And then you swap as soon as you get there? Yeah, and right before I leave. Has anybody caught on to you yet? Everyone knows about it. Everyone knows about it? <laughs> yeah, because I told everyone. <laughs> I would do. I would do. That's pretty cool. What do you say you put yeah. in them? Shoe trees? Yeah, shoe trees are the things that, like, you've seen them. They, like, go in the shoe and kind of expand it. Yeah. Help so that you get these creases in the leather. Yeah. And that's from, that's from not having a shoe tree in there. Wow. Yeah, so that's really – if you have a good pair of shoes that you don't want to crease and stuff, that's what you put in. I mean, a lot of shoes you buy just have that, like, crappy paper stuffing in it. Yeah. That doesn't really do much. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. 
Like tissue paper, you know? Yeah. You need something with a little bit of first force to it, huh? Yeah, it keeps the leather nice and clean. Yeah. So so you're like a New York City professional, basically. I don't know. I'm like learning stuff as I go. Yeah. Yeah. You still you still feel like a, a California guy? Uh yeah, I do. But at the same time I feel like I know the city pretty well. I'm not like a newbie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well and besides there's a lot of people there from from California. Yeah. It's all relative. Obviously there's people who know more and who've lived here forever and explore a lot, but I mean crazy because like I was I went to San Diego to see some family recently. Uh-huh. My little cousin goes I'm going to New York. What are some nice restaurants? Lose you? Something popped up. No, I'm still here. Okay. Wait, how old is your cousin that's asking for restaurant recommendations? He's a sophomore in high school, but he acts like (laughs) an aficionado. He always, dude, in Sacramento, like he was the king of like he wanted to go to Ella every single week. Wow. And to the kitchen, yeah. Is he is he big on Yelp? I don't think he knows what he's doing, but yeah. he's just like... That's his well, thing. Oh, well, asks me, and then I'm just like, uh... <laughs> I realize I eat Subway Chipotle every single day, and I don't know. You eat Luckily, what? my boy in Chipotle. Every for day? For almost every yeah. meal. Yeah. My brother pipes in, who's been here for one summer, uh-huh. and he starts talking about all these places... <laughs> So then afterwards, I email him, and he literally sends me a list of, I'm like, can you send me an email of like those places you're telling students that you went to in New York, and give me a quick break, because I want to try some of those places. We went to like, the nicest places in New York City in one summer. Yeah. It's like, people are really adventurous and explore everything, and like see every site and go to every yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Some people just do their own routine in a different city. Yeah. I'm probably even more of the latter. Uh, me too. I don't really. Yeah. Uh, I don't really seek out. I don't really do much seeking. I. I feel like I just rely on like other people to tell me things. And that's right. the same for like news, mostly. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't like seek news. I basically just wait until somebody oh, tells yeah, me about it. Oh yeah, sure. It's really nice to have a source too who can can get all and tell you the important. Yeah, like, like, what do you think about blah blah? And you're like, I've never heard of that because I don't follow the news. Right. But if you told me about it, this is what I. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. So what? What? What would you be a resource for? What could you? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I would be a resource. I'm trying to think. Great question. I think I used to be a great resource for rap music, new rap that's music. That's true. But I've lost that. Funny because I can a whole new strategy with that too. I used to have my finger on the pulse of all new rap. Yeah. Whenever someone wanted new good music, I was the good to. And then I got to this point, which I always felt like I would get to when I became old enough, where I just didn't have the desire to keep up with it anymore. Yeah. And if I wasn't going to keep up all the way, I didn't want to do it at all. Yeah, I know that feeling. 
Now what I do is when I go to the gym or I'm walking place to place, I exclusively listen to podcasts. To podcasts? Yeah, which is nice because then I'm like, like stimulating my brain, I think, a little more. But you can learn news there. Like there's podcasts that are five minutes of the news for that day. Right. Or like I can listen to PI and then catch up on sport. Yeah. I do all of that and I'm killing two birds with one stone. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm looking into used iPods to really step up my <laughs> podcast listening cuz right now I'm listening to them on my my monstrous mobile phone. I just What's I, It's a Samsung Galaxy S2. I okay. It's a pretty good phone, but yeah. I just I feel like I want a device that's dedicated to uh music and podcasts. Uh, I just got, I use a non-iPhone device, an MP3 player. Yeah. I like it because it's just small. And it's way cheaper, right? Super cheap, yeah. And I can control everything easily, but I'm sure if you got it used, whatever, then it doesn't matter. (laughs) Maybe the MP3 player is the way to go. It's crazy. And they, you can tell they make them to like compare directly to the different iPod models. Right. And like a brand new iPod Nano could be like 120 bucks and the MP3 player version is like 20 bucks. <laughs> right, yeah, and you get the same thing. And it's probably yeah, pretty much the same capabilities. What do, you know, Apple, what the Apple fuck? relies on that. You rely on people not like looking into what's involved in the product and where the cost goes. Like that's where they can charge a uh, hundred extra dollars for 16 gigs more memory where that actually costs them like dollars. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're not, and the val- extra value you're getting, most other, in fact, most competitors allow you to like put your own memory in there. So like you don't have to even, but Apple is like, only we can do it. Wow. And we're going to charge exorbitant amounts to double it. You know what I'm going to do? Huh? I think I'm going to get an MP3 player. And I'm going to use the money I save, and I'm going to get a better pair of sunglasses. Oh, nice. I think that's... I think that's Is that way. like you're... You've been like really looking at sunglasses. You know how you get into those moments where there's like one thing you really want? Yeah. And like maybe 30 minutes of your day for the past week has been dedicated to like browsing online? Yes. So that, and you like so that sunglasses right now for you? Yeah, pretty much. And then it's weird okay. because the... Um, the Facebook ads and then the ads on like sports streaming websites, they show yeah. you like the exact products that you've been looking at and like considering buying, which I guess makes perfect sense. But I always thought that they would show you like suggestions of things you might be interested in. But basically what I'm getting are just reminders of what I was looking at earlier that day, like an almost, almost bought. And they're just like, here, remember this? Makes sense. But I don't think they can distinguish if you bought it or not. So that strategy makes sense if they think people are just browsing and not buying. If right. you actually bought it, why would you want an ad for something you just But also for me, when I'm browsing, specifically log out of Facebook, when I'm like looking at stuff that I want to purchase because I just don't want them to know. Not that it really matters. Does that but, do it? Whether yeah, if you log you... out. Really? If you log out. 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. With Google, if you log out of Google, then you can browse and they won't know what you've been looking at. Wow. How did I never know that? That's I don't weird. know. It doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, but some, that's very important to some people. That Just that feeling. Yeah. So, one of my friends, we wanted to see, like, how... We wanted to use, like, Tor. You know about, like, the Onion network and, and like... Uh, we just got really into looking at dark net stuff because we've just been hearing a lot about it. We just wanted to see what the procedure was and what you had to do. Yeah. It was insane. I mean, I think we're smart people. What you had to go through to like, and what people go through because they're piracy freaks or maybe they're like, you know, buying illicit items. Who knows why they're doing it, but we'll take incredible measures. To protect their identity. Yes. Right. Online. Lots of proxies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's more than just using proxies. I mean, I don't know. I can't talk about it intelligently right now. Right. I kind of forget. I right. did most of the work. <laughs> <laughs> I mostly just watched, but it was fascinating. Did you get into some like weird places where you're just like, at strange things that looked different than the regular internet? Oh, it looks so different. I mean, we used a whole different operating system called, uh, called, called, and you like use that operating system and it is better for using the onion. Uh, now like everything is bought for, yeah, I think, no, no, no. Tor is different than, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and, just, uh, just saw that. No, sorry, go no ahead. Web, no website is like a legitimate, like, uh, illicit network dot four. It's like XYNNNB52, and you have to just get the link from some ed and then know it. Oh, wow. It, I know that when, what's it called? What's that big black market that shut down, like, a year ago, uh, oh. the, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Not Bitcoin. Well, Bitcoin has the currency on it, but it was, uh, oh my God, I can't, there was a black market okay. that, that was, it was the biggest, everyone was using it, for, mainly for like drugs and guns, but apparently like people were selling tanks on it and stuff. Whoa. And credit cards, yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, that shut down. Let's just say it was called like the dark market. That's not what it was called. That shut down, and there was another one called like the dark market too. Uh -huh. That's really popular. Uh, got, got shut down by the government. Then a few others sprouted up. And I remember this was really funny. One of the most popular ones that sprouted up was called, it was called something, but the main guy was called, like, Sheep. His, like, username was Sheep. Or it was, like, called the Sheep Market or something. <laughs> and everyone used that as the, as their replacement. Needed a market. You know, they've been buying drugs or guns and they are selling whatever and they needed it. Yeah. And then this guy just like stole all the money and ran away. It was like five million dollars. It was a lot of money. Whoa. And people said it was like a 
people speculated it was a joke that like everyone was sheep that they would just follow <laughs> next <laughs> next month. I kind of got a kick out of that. Yeah. I guess and, that's the risk you take. The thing I like about some of these is that they're ones where you like sell say ones where you offer just like stolen credit cards, uh uh hacking services, whatever need references someone will ask for like five references uh-huh. you have to have like criminals <laughs> that you're a criminal <laughs> and, and like give you a reference as a legitimate criminal <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> so backwards oh that's brilliant what if there are what if there are criminals that just make that their business like just referring people like you can pay them and they'll they'll make up some story about how they did a heist with you and certify you well, I think if I were a criminal I wouldn't want to mess with like this criminal dickhead of you know I wouldn't want to try and dupe them in any way because who knows who's right. behind it and how powerful they are right uh, apparently people say it's like an they almost like, reviews. People are like, oh, 90% of the stolen credit cards from this seller always work. Five stars. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Crazy. There's a dark mark. There's a deep dark internet out there. Yeah. Someone, uh, someone bought some some new rims for their Honda Accord using my credit card and had them shipped to Florida. Wow. Yeah. How do you think that happened? I have no idea. Absolutely <laughs> no idea. I was annoyed because the credit card company, like, they didn't shut down my card right away. Because I, when I called, I wasn't, I guess I didn't come off as, like, super upset. Uh-huh. So they like, well, we're just going to wait and see, and, you know, we're going to give the merchant a ta- a chance to rebut. And I was like, I don't recognize this charge. Like, this wasn't me. And then, like, yeah. two weeks later, they finally shut my card down. Anyway. That's great. It's pretty but, weird. And they gave, they gave you the money back. I got the money back. And I hope they, yeah. I hope they got the guy. I, <clears throat> guy's probably long gone. Or yeah. probably with some, who knows. Yeah. I mean, that's the other question. It's like, say you're purchasing a stolen credit card, and what do you do with it? Right? There are different strategies. You can have, like, you can have, like, people who work for you who go into different stores and buy stuff like RAMs or whatever, or, like, things they can, they need or they can trade and then throw it away after that purchase and go to different stores. Uh, I can't remember the other options. I'd try to buy a plane ticket, I think. Although, I guess that makes it pretty obvious, like, where you are. Yeah, but that's if you're a one-time... Right. You're in the it's a buying stolen credit card. That's, like, what, what are you do. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> right, what are, you, yeah. Yeah, what are you buying regularly with those things? Interesting. Hey, I think um, I'm, I'm outside because it's effing hot. Um, yeah. I'm, I think you're breaking up, like, slightly... So, what do you say we quit? We take a three-minute break. Okay. And then I'll call you back from inside, and I think I'll take a dip in the pool, cool off, and then I think you'll come through more clearly. 
Okay. Okay, man. Thanks. I'll talk to you really soon. Yeah. These are the things that bother me. These are the things that bother me. Maybe they shouldn't. Maybe they shouldn't. But these are the things. These are the things that bother me. Here's something that bothers me, and maybe it shouldn't. I'm a sucker. I'm a sappy, sappy sucker. Hollywood movies serve up emotional moments. I eat it up. I eat it up. And the way I know this is that I get chills very easily. And whether or not my mind or my heart is telling me that I want to be invested in something and actually care about something, it doesn't really matter because I get chills pretty consistently. It has to do with my love of sports. For example, I was watching women's bobsledding a couple months ago during the Sochi Winter Olympics. And the um, story was of one of the pushers for a two-man or two-woman bobsled team. I think they still call it the two-man and four-man, even for women's bobsledding, which is interesting. Uh, anyway, this was a, a novice bobsledder. She was a, like a track and field star. It wasn't Lolo Jones, but Lolo Jones was in this. Um, it was some other girl, and she was really good at pushing, but she had only been doing it for like six weeks or something. So for the two-man bobsled, one person is like the pusher, and they help with the start to push the sled, but then they just hop in and hunker down, and they don't do anything. The driver is the driver that does everything. So pushers can be novices that are just really fast and strong. Anyway, the announcer says she's only been doing this for six weeks, but with start times like that, she looks like she's been in the sport for six years. And I got chills. That gave me chills. Not because I really cared about this girl or this event, but because that line was designed to hit you with a little emotion and I'm a sucker and I got chills all over my body and as I'm getting the chills I'm like oh come on like really like I don't really care about this that much then more recently I was watching the movie the internship which is about Google and in this movie they play Quidditch which is a made-up sport from Harry Potter and Predictably, because this is a Hollywood movie, there is the lovable band of misfits, of which Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn are members, and they're going up against the the bad guys, which are the team of of assholes and favorites, and of course the bad guys are whooping them. And then, what do you know it, the lovable group of misfits come together around a stirring emotional speech. And following that speech, they begin the second half of the match and the emotional music starts playing. They slow it down for some nice montages of the the misfits coming together and making plays on the field. And the, the bad guys looking on in disbelief as their lead is slipping away. And I'm getting chills 
all up and down my body. Full-on chills up the spine, all tingling throughout the skin. And I'm sitting there thinking what a stupid, obvious Hollywood flick this is. And it bothers me. I consider myself a discerning person. But when it comes to sports and emotion... I'm a complete sucker and I can't help myself and I can't control the chill reflex. And my little body just just lights up in those moments. And I guess I wish that my cynicism extended sometimes into my body. These are the things that bother me. These are the things that bother me. Ciao, David. What? I said ciao. Oh, ciao. Ciao, ciao, Bella. Wait one second. Can you can you hurt can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, okay. Got it. So it's one hundred and four degrees here today. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Eh? Yeah, isn't that crazy? In that... Sacramento? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was on a thermometer, like on a street corner on a bank. Oh, what is it online? Oh, I don't know. But so that's it. The official one oh. is usually in the shade, right? I don't trust that. Dude, those aren't like... Those... <laughs> It's funny, like, you know, someone once told me when I was, like, testing out a car, uh-huh. looked at the temperature, and I it was something outrageous, and they're like, oh, well, to be accurate, you need to be driving over 40 miles an hour for, like, 20 minutes. It was, it was something that, like, no one ever does. Right. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm never testing a car thermometer again. Yeah, yeah, right. Did you see what it, anything online? Yeah, it says it's ninety-five. Oh, okay. Well, it's yeah, still pretty out. it's pretty damn hot, and it's like weird, like overcast. So it's not even sunny. It's like all it's just like you know, white. You know what's funny is that for some reason I have a paper and a, next to me, and I just wrote down ninety-five degrees. Of, <laughs> why did I do that? Like I'm taking notes. Taking notes, baby. Taking notes. <laughs> Uh, so, but it's like it's like dry though, so it's not that bad, right? I think it's it's probably drier than New York, but it's a little bit it's a like slightly muggy. Oh, you know what are you gonna do? I got a swimming pool, so how I can't really complain. Are you getting super tan? I am actually. I think I've got the best tan. I mean, it's only May. I've got this new theory, which is, well, it's not a theory, it's, I mean, I don't know what it is. It's someone else's idea that um, that sunblock isn't really 
good for you and that sun exposure can actually help prevent skin cancer. And the important thing is to just build up a base layer, a base layer of tan, and then like um, exposure to the sun. I mean, you can tell when your skin starts to burn, but like for, you know, 20 or to 40 minutes a day in the middle of the day when the sun's the strongest, you actually get the, the highest dose of like vitamin D and the like anti-cancer agents in your skin. Um, I agree. I And I remember talking to my dermatologist about this, actually. And it is an issue that dermatologists change their stance on all the time. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because it's like 2014. You, we know. I know. They're still how, figuring how the this sun works. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what I think about a lot of different fields of study. Yeah. But he said that it, it was similar. It's along those lines that sun in low doses is great. Um Burning is the worst. Yeah. You don't want to burn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a couple interesting but, but things. What? I do think that, I do think that fun is more likely to give you skin cancer than prevent skin cancer. Yeah. And I do think that it's worse for your skin no matter what. I think, well, I think it's worse for your skin to have not enough exposure to sun than the right amount of exposure to sun. I don't know if it's worse to have too much sun or too little sun, like which is worse. But apparently the people that get skin cancer are the people like weekend warriors who, uh, you know, work office jobs and then go out on weekends Right. And get sun. And the people that don't get skin cancer are the people that are outdoors all the time, like lifeguards and stuff. But if we can, but if those office people just stayed in their office for their whole lives, then they would be the best. <laughs> <laughs> but if they're taking vitamin D supplements. Yeah, sure. What about you? Vitamin D is important. You take I take vitamin D. Nice. Yeah. I take vitamin D. I take uh, a baby aspirin. I take fish oil. Um, I take, what do I take? I take uh, Metamucil. That's the most important. What's the Metamucil? Oh, for your uh, bowel movements? Yeah, it gives me the best dumps. They're like, it's a flawless victory almost half the time. Uh And if it's not, maybe like one wipe and I'm done. A flawless Uh, victory meaning a ghost wipe? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Half your dumps are ghost wipes. They're all like, they're all big, clean. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about like real small ones or you didn't get it all out. (laughs) Do you ever take pictures? You're ready to go. No. Have you thought about it? You're on Instagram, right? Yeah. Do you ever think about Instagramming your poop? There's got to be an Instagram account that only takes pictures of poop. It seems so. I've, I think about it well, every time I have a great poop. If that hasn't been done. I mean, yeah. right? Someone's got to get on that. <laughs> I think, so good. I, I guess. I, Are I, you going to do it or am I going to well, do it? You're me. I have absolutely nothing to lose. Do you have anything to lose? I'll, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i guess it'll be me the question is do i start a new instagram account or do i use mine 
No, I think you start a new one where your name has something to do with poop. And my profile picture is, is poop. I haven't thought of the perfect name yet, but let's brainstorm. I'm sure we could come up with... Uh... I mean, Poopstagram is the, is the first thing that comes to mind. Or Instapoop. Oh, so... Also, I have an idea for a whole spin-off app that's like Instagram, but only for pictures of poop. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Does it connect to Facebook? <laughs> that's the question. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... So I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about the evolution of, of cool. Okay. So... Like, t to talk about, like, what it, what it meant to be cool, like, say, in, like, grade school, and then, like, how that changed maybe to high school and then college, and I think, okay. for me, I, I didn't really do great, you know, I was homeschooled, so I, when I started grade school, I figured out pretty quickly that it wasn't cool to, um, like, raise my hand for every answer, like it wasn't cool to be really smart, sure. or a no, a know it all. It wasn't cool to be a know it all, and it was cool right. to play soccer. And it was cool to wear in sixth grade soccer shorts to uh, to school, like those shiny, shiny soccer shorts. It was shorts. cool to. Okay, I agree with most of what you said, except I never found that it was cool to play soccer. Okay, I don't know where you're coming from on that front. <laughs> was it basketball for you? Yeah, basketball was always cooler. Yeah, what about tetherball? When you're younger, sure. Sure. But usually when you're younger, if you're good at tetherball, you're probably good at most other things. Yep, that's true. Oh, you would have been good at capture the flag. We played some <laughs> capture the flag. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, PE games were sweet. You remember... Uh, of PE games in high school, I always thought of this. There'd be those kids. Uh, I did summer PE, but yeah. someone did. You have to like wear your PE clothes for regular PE. Yeah. And there'd be those kids who dress in their PE clothes on purpose to just be cool. And and I would always think, okay. Everyone else is playing dodgeball and having fun and getting an A, and you're sitting down on the side getting an F. <laughs> oh, because they really refuse to put on the PE clothes? Yeah. Right. What was it called? <laughs> a dress down or something? I don't know. <laughs> I remember that. Is it really You're just hurting yourself in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. So you, you didn't think those people were cool? I just thought it was stupid. Yeah. Do you remember... Who, uh, who did you think was cool in high school, or like what did you, or what did you think was? Want cool? to go back to grade school first? Yes, please. I kind of went on a PE tangent. Uh, <laughs> grade school, I I thought it was cool to have the jokes during class. The that best was jokes. Huge. Yeah. So, yeah. You're not paying attention. You if you want to tell the best jokes, you pay attention to what's happening in class. You have to be a part of the side conversation. That's right. And make a good joke. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> I thought it was cool to have a, a house that people could come over to. Okay. Where your where your parents didn't bother the other people. Yeah. Who, like, weren't around a lot. <laughs> yeah. Those kids were cool. Uh, yep. 
I don't think lunches mattered. It was just nice for yourself to have good snacks. <laughs> I don't think that made you cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think clothes were a big factor for yeah. me in grade school. Yeah. In middle school, maybe became an issue. Yeah. But yeah, it was mainly just athleticism. Obviously, is a big thing if yeah. you're better at sports. Those are the main ones. Yeah. Then in middle school, your clothes became somewhat of a factor. It wasn't a huge factor, but it was it was something. And it wasn't clothes in that like it was fashionable, but maybe you had like a funny t-shirt or like a shirt with a logo with something that other people identified with. Yeah. Then you could like relate over that. Oh yeah. Um. Do you remember stuffing uh, extra pairs of socks under your shoe tongues to make them look puffy? Yeah, that was a thing. That was like skate shoes were big yep. for a certain period. Maybe like our middle school to early high school yep. years. And then I also remember uh, crew neck undershirts being cool. Like oh, un- yeah, under sure. like just other, just t-shirts. And you could roll up the sleeve a little to show also on the sleeve that you had it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I wouldn't was... be caught dead in a crew neck undershirt. No. It, yeah, it just seems so juvenile. <laughs> yeah. But that was more of a fashion trend than like what was universally cool. Yeah. You know, we had certain fashion. Then it became. What, what did I thought of? Oh, go no, ahead. go ahead. One thing you thought of? Recently that I asked about, I had to ask about, I was thought like, I haven't seen belly button rings in a long time. Hmm. And is that because girls stopped? wearing belly button rings or because I don't hang out with high school girls <laughs> as much as I used to. I right. don't know the answer to that one. Well, right. Are you, do girls, you think that have belly button rings for a while, then they just, they stop wearing them. Yeah. But you're wondering like, are they still getting them in high school? No, if it was a trend, you know, that just existed when we were in high school or yeah. if it was, kept up yeah i don't know i can't really help you on that one i definitely don't haven't seen one in a while now that i yeah. think of it uh Patrick just came home is that your roommate yeah let me just say hi to him cool is that uh, i don't need to you can say <laughs> hi to him say hi Yep. Hello. Yeah. Sure. I'm. Uh, I'm. Yeah. Come in. I'm just recording a podcast with David. That's okay. He just wants to say hi to his roommate, so it's okay. perfect timing. Do you want a little bit of um, gingerbread kombucha? Yes. I got all my supplies. You got the muscles and everything. Brilliant. Clams. I'll tell you why after. Clams. I guess okay. you can cook them the same way. Okay. Muscles were farm raised, and then clams were wild. Fresh. Hot. Wonderful. Thank you, Lucy. Oh, the ti- hey. timing was incredible. My sister just got home, and as soon as you went up to say hi to your roommate, she knocked on my door and brought me some kombucha. What, what kombucha? Mm, uh, ginger, 
Ginger pomegranate, perhaps? Okay. It's a combination juice. Well, it's from one of it was a, it looked like one of the I think it's synergy bottles of of kombucha. But the name for the combination of pomegranate juice with ginger. Oh, juice. right. Yeah, I think Is so. Is it? I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> I forgot already. All right. Are you into kombucha? <laughs> I've never heard of it. You've never heard of kombucha? That's why I asked you. Oh, wow. It's a <laughs> fermented drink. It's, um, yeah, you, you make it. A lot of people make it at home. It's got a lot of uh, probiotics in it. So yeah. it's like good for your gut. And it's refreshing. And people, it's because, it's like, it's a hipster thing where people are like brewing it. And so you could get, you can get it in some places, like instead of a beer, you could get like a glass of kombucha. And it's alcoholic. It's very, very slightly alcoholic. Like okay. I think they, I think you have to be 21 to buy it, even mm. though you'd probably have to drink, you know, 10 of them to feel anything. And then your stomach would just hurt and you wouldn't. I'll be it. honest. I never bought into the whole, I never bought into anything where part of the reason for consuming it is that it's good for you because whatever <laughs> benefit it, I could probably multivitamin and I would benefit instantly. I don't like eat a whole crappy food or like something else just because it's somewhat healthy or like one says it's good for you in some certain in some way. I bet it's so slight compared to any vitamin you could that it's not makes sense. So you're you're a pretty big supplement guy. You're pretty pro supplements. I'm not I honestly have no idea whether vitamins do anything and I don't think anyone does yeah. uh, but at the same time if I'm eating like some crappy vegetable to get extra iron because that's <laughs> what they say before I could just take some iron what's your least favorite vegetable uh, I don't know kale is pretty bad oh man uh, how, how do you feel about broccoli it's okay. I get it in my omelet. Okay. Well, as long as you feel good, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Have, you've definitely noticed the relationship between what you eat and how you feel, right? Yeah. So I, think I, did a, I did a keto diet for a while, and that was sweet. I actually, that was the one time where I felt significantly different because of what I ate. Is that like no grains? That's, yeah, it's, it's, a no, it's no carb. Is it because I remember you were an early paleo guy, weren't you? Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Oh yeah, but it's just you have to stand under a certain threshold of carbs that's pretty low. You want to do like less than twenty grams of carbs. Which are I, vegetables count as carbs? Some vegetables. I mean, carrots, potatoes. Those have a lot of carbs. Beets. Huh. Anything that has sugars, right. you don't want. Uh, but like broccoli, I think you're fine. I mean. My, when you're on keto, like you're one, I would have like five almonds during the, now it'd be like my allotment of carbs. Wow. And then <laughs> you just eat a lot of meat and eggs and stuff? Yeah, eggs, meat. Yeah. All that. You, your body starts burning a different oxygens as a different source of fuel. Right. Burns your fat as fuel. Right. And 
it sets off ketogens. So you can like take tests to see if you're in the state of ketosis. Right. And then, uh, and I felt pretty, I felt pretty good. You did. Good. Really hard to do if you're not, if you're just doing other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really into like specific diets really. I mean, I think I generally just try to limit sugar and try to limit gluten and try to eat as much vegetable. I'm really into vegetables. I try to just eat a lot of vegetables. Yeah. And I definitely, for me, I've noticed like, um, like when I worked at a cafe and I drank a lot of coffee and I ate a lot of like pastries, I could feel, I think that my body was more acidic and then to balance it, like lemon juice and things like cucumber and watermelon are very alkaline. Um, and I definitely... F- lemon juice is? Really? Yeah, isn't that ironic? It's like yeah. the most alkaline for your body. Huh. Anyway, you just got to go with what what feels good. Because, of course, so much of it could be... I think our body is really good at... like getting what it needs out of what you give it. And I think a lot of health has to do with how you feel about like what you're doing and what you're eating. Like if you're enjoying the food you're eating and you're trust, you're feeling good while you're doing it, then that can help a lot. You know how we were talking about dermatology and that in how there are certain both where they just never, it's 2014. You would expect them to know more. Yeah, I think nutrition is one of the biggest examples yeah. of that. No one, the top nutritionists will tell you the exact opposite thing. Yep, they'll change their mind the next year. Yep, it's crazy, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if that field will ever actually know what it's talking about. Well, I think it is. I, as far as I can tell, it all trends towards natural whole foods and. Um, things that have been around in cultures for a really long time. Uh, you know, like if you look at, at established, um, you know, cuisine cultures, like in Asia or in Italy or in France, like all of these places, people have had fine health for years. And it's only recently that all kinds of these cancers and autoimmune disorders and everything are popping up. And so in most cases, I feel like it's just a returning to the basics of eating things that grow, eating in season, um, you know, traditional dishes. And the problem is just that in America, we don't have like a very strong food culture. So people don't really know what like traditionally to eat. So they just kind of get confused and eat all kinds of crap. Yeah. My sister's figuring it out though. Don't worry. Is she a nutritionist? Yeah, she's studying nutrition. Wow. She's, oh, she's going to know everything. Yeah. I'm sure she has a whole opinion on that. Yeah, she does. And it's pretty It's pretty fun. I mean, it's just fun to be around because, like, I've been eating really good food. And, like, I feel, I feel pretty good. How do they know, though? Do they take you know, 50 individuals and feed them one thing and then monitor them and then eat another group a different thing and they actually conduct these studies yeah and a lot of them are you know people's personal stories of overcoming different 
like disorders that they were diagnosed with and Western medicine just gave them like painkillers or something. And like my dad, like he, he had this, um, autoimmune disorder called polymyalgia rheumatica. Yeah. And he went from, he went, he was like seized up and he was like his inflammation had kind of gone crazy and like he couldn't lift his hands like above his shoulders yeah. Um, and the doctor just prescribed him uh, prednisone, which is a steroid like treatment and didn't say a word about diet. Uh-huh. Um, and my dad then switched to like an all plant diet. And um, because how did he know to do that? Well, I think through talking to I mean, reading about it, talking to his brother, who's a um, holistic a healthcare guy and my talking yeah. to my sister um and he's you know he's convinced that a lot of it is diet based that he's been able to uh recover from it um right. anyway so i think it's people like having direct experience with it i i think it's it i understand like it's difficult to go off of some reports or because who knows yeah. where that's coming from and what it means i think it really you just have to like feel it out for yourself kind of Always taken a a very hard stance against holistic medicine and never believed in it, and kind of thought it was quackery. Yeah. But I can see myself being swayed a little bit more towards it as time passes. Yeah, there's a big one, um, a big relationship between uh, the like the diseases we used to get that are treated with antibiotics. Over the yeah. last 50 years, those have gone all the way down, pretty much disappeared. Um, like pneumonia or uh, – actually, I don't know if that's an infection. But anyway, what has gone up at that same time has been autoimmune disorders like um, autism and um, Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's. And the theory goes that – your gut has uh, is has a biome like you have a lot of healthy bacteria inside of you, yeah. and the antibiotics attack that um, and confuse it. And so autoimmune disorders are your body like starting to attack itself. Whereas if you have like that healthy biomass in there, there's like a balance um, between the two. And so foods, fermented foods like kimchi or sauerkraut, um, are really really good for that and gluten is like really bad and gluten and sugar um are really bad for that anyway have you have you followed the microbiome project at all no you know how they were uh what's it called the like dna project not the dna project where they're mapping oh, out right. the human genome yes they're trying to do that for the microbiome which is like Sometimes it's big. Whoa. Like most of our cells are these bacteria uh, cool. that aren't really our body. Right. They're just, we have just like five pounds of bacteria on us. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some project, there's this bunch of universities and scientists, they raised like $170 million wow. and they're trying to study the microbiome. This is happening right now, like in 14. That's they're in the cool. process of, of figuring it out. So uh, I think there will be a lot of scientific 
discovery is once that once that they have so much data now that they don't know what to do with it. But I think they're figuring out how to draw conclusions from from the studies. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Get yeah, that... so that'll be interesting to follow. Yeah, for sure. Get that shit mapped out. Yeah. Um, that's the thing I learned from a podcast. Nice. Yeah, they're the best. I'm a huge yeah. fan. It's a. Yeah. I didn't even know what a podcast was like a year ago, and a lot you of know, people still don't. You ask what I'm good for. Say at least twice a day, I can tell, give information to others that I learn from podcasts. Wow. Say I heard about this in a podcast, and it, it'll come up organically. I don't have to like. Yeah. Naturally force what I learned on someone else. Yeah. So, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. The problem is, I just I only listen to my podcast, so I don't really learn anything new. You <laughs> <laughs> no, just listen to yourself over <laughs> Just man, when am I going to put out a new one? I'm tired of this one. <laughs> no, I do listen to it sometimes. I feel like it's good while I'm kind of like figuring it out at this point. But yeah. I listen to other ones too. If you listen to this one, all the stuff that we want to look up, like Oak Road, you could look more into. Sure. And you have the microbiome project. I could put the track back section in the comments with a yeah. bunch of links. Right. Yeah. I'll put in something about that. I'm going to write that down. Okay. Uh, so there's just a few things yeah. I have here written down that you should know about. Uh, Gold Bond. Uh-huh. Um, Reddit. I feel like we should talk about Reddit. Okay. And then back to cool, like what it, what's it like to be cool now? And then also, um, also y- your your weirdness, like like how you twirl pencils. Yeah. And how you call your parents by their first names. Okay. There's some. I feel like those those are somehow related to what makes you what makes you weird. Which one do you want to – what do you want to start with Well, right let's now? go back to cool real quick. Okay. So then, I mean, for me, it pretty quickly became about, like, drugs and alcohol and sex. And yeah. basically being rebellious, not following authority, the rules. Yeah. But you didn't – it depended on – I didn't the... have sex. You're right. Please don't rub that in. That's... <laughs> I mean, rebelling against authority was great, but you also didn't want to beat someone who just didn't have their shit together at all. Because high school, in middle school, maybe that's fine, but in high school, that'd be a turnoff to probably a lot of girls. Yeah, I suppose that's true. That started to like pick up some importance. You think, like the sense of like where where this person's going? Yeah. You think uh, high school girls I, were already thinking about how much money guys are going to be making? No. I don't think so. Maybe if they were, it was like 5% of their yeah. calculation for why they liked you. Yeah. I would, it's probably like 80% look. Yep. <laughs> maybe like 10% how good your jokes were. <laughs> 5% money. And yeah. then 5% miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. Yeah. So, so, um, 
So you worked on you 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 have very white teeth. Did you start? Do you work on that? Is that something you start working on in high school? Uh, in high school, I had braces. Oh right, yeah, that's yeah, right. that's a tough one. But then afterwards, I did like crest white strips. Yeah, like right after I got them off. That was like back when they just came out. They're probably so bad for you back then. I think they've right. worked on the formula a lot. Maybe it's slightly safer now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was one of those things where I kind of like tried to pick one attribute and stick with it. So I was like, these braces worked out pretty well. Like I felt how my teeth looked good after braces. Yeah. So I was like, I can make having a good smile my like, one thing. Like if wow. someone's going to say one good thing about me, I'll have it be that. Wow. And then, yeah, I just kept up with it. You really nailed that one, man. I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind when I think about wow. you is your smile. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing to me. I love that you plant that you kind of picked that. Uh, what I mean, some I people have? have just good hair. Yeah. You know, and they've just always kept up with it. Like, shampoos all the time and they're like, <laughs> put a good stylist, yeah. whatever it takes to have people maintain that good hair. Yeah. Everyone's, yeah, I'm sure you had something. Yeah, I probably thought I had something. I don't know. I was, I definitely went for the jokes. Okay. I remember getting some, boy, that, I mean, that was kind of the highlight of my day is when I would get everyone to laugh in, yeah. in class, like during class. What a little, sh <laughs> little shit I was. I saw Miss Sukonic today. Wow. Yeah. I've never, I've always held a grudge on her because she ratted me out to my mom really? when I threw that. I threw, I, my grandma was out of town. I threw a party after prom. Yeah. And tell Andy Suconic, like, reached it to his mom, or she, like, heard him talk about it. And then she called my mom. What? And told my, yeah. You weren't even in her class, were you? How did she get your mom's number? I guess those teachers Probably. have access to those things. Yeah. And then my mom was pissed. Was she? Oh, super pissed. Sure. Did <laughs> you a party at your grandma's house and she did out of town? <laughs> Dude, right, rightfully so. Yeah. That was great, uh, though. Luckily, yeah, she still allowed me to have it. And just my uncle had to be in the house in a separate room. Oh, she found out about it before it happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I actually can't believe she still allowed it. Right. <laughs> right. What a, what a nice person. I know. You got to love that. I mean, I hope that I'm not going to be raising kids in, like, suburbia in high, that are going to a high school like we went to. But if I do, then I probably will let kids drink a little bit at some point at my house. Wait, what would you rather have? Um... Okay. Like a, uh, I guess like a, like a compound, kind of, like a big, uh, you know, farm slash communal living situation. You send them to a, a private away school? No, no. I mean, I'm mostly. I think they'll be. Oh, my kids will be educated outside of like a formal institution. Oh, you're not going to send them to high school? 
Not as we know it. No. Hey, come on. You're not going to send your kid to high school? Do you have any idea how shitty high schools are going to be in 20 years? Well, maybe, yeah, 20 years. Not good high schools. I don't know. I think they're going to be pretty different. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't. Why do you think that? Um, I think that all the education systems are going to be changing. I mean, right now, all they're doing is like, I mean, I think we had a very good high school experience. And I think we actually learned things. I learned it in high school. Yeah. But I think by and large, um, the focus right now is on like our education system basically just like prepares kids for the drudgery of like corporate slavery <laughs> just get them ready for it and it's just like a step on it and it's all about you know getting into just the pressure of getting into college and taking tests and i mean i i think it's gotten worse in that respect and i'm sure there's still great high schools and exceptions to that but i would like my kids to be able to learn at their own pace and to be able to learn things very like at high school age to be you know, learning a trade if they're really into something random that they're like, could be doing an apprenticeship with some master at some craft. Um, yeah. Instead of, you know, learning all of these, you know, like U.S. history, like bullshit, some bullshit idea of of world history or whatever. I mean, of course, you could pick and choose, and there can be great programs, but um, I just see my kids having a, a different. Uh, different experience than like than what we had what happens if they grow up and they resent you for that and they're like my dad kind of screwed up and now i didn't i wish i could have like gone to college and become yeah a doctor and now i can't because i went to this crappy farm well <laughs> i'm not gonna force them you know if they if they've identify something in in the world that they want i'm gonna encourage them yeah. to pursue it 100 percent. you know um I, okay. I i just hope that they're gonna have like the feel like the the freedom that they don't have to like go to school every day and sit somewhere that they're miserable um you know they could start kind of identifying their passion like from a younger age and just start pursuing that um that's what i want i think i think I was given that option, though. I wouldn't go to school. No, I probably would have. I mean, you definitely have got to meet. You got to find a peer group. Like, I don't want my kids to be isolated. Like, you have to sort of, you have to meet and mingle with kids your age. And you have to develop, like, a, a separate identity from your parents and everything. So that has to happen somehow. But I'd like that to be kind of like, a, you know, through travel, like that people the kids they could travel to different farms around the world or whatever or different like communities or different cities have uh, you ever run this past a girl who like you potentially were going to <laughs> marry <laughs> uh, <laughs> not i guess not in so many words but um i've definitely been for a long time talked about the idea of like some sort of a communal uh, compound where there's uh, farming operation that's like pretty much self-sufficient, you know, and um, yeah. has like 
multi-generational you know like old people and young people and it's like uh the the what are those things in israel that like kibbutz yeah yeah kind of like, like a kibbutz but much i mean i haven't been to any kibbutzes i'm sure there are some that are better than others but totally integrated like i don't want it to at all be backwards or isolated or a place where like new ideas or the truth of what's happening in the world are are kept out right so you have the internet you have the internet and people know like they know what they're getting into like they're not there and like then they they don't know what's happening in the real world or something um why do you like the idea of the self-sufficient farm because where is that from uh well because it's healthier to eat food that you grow and you're not wasting money and resources like shipping in food that someone else grew and you don't know how, how you know all the problems with the industrial food system i don't think that's wasting money because they probably farmed it more efficiently than you did i don't think there's any more efficient farming me- mechanism than like a permaculture farm where it's like you you figure out what the land that particular piece of land does best like what it naturally grows there and you encourage a whole ecosystem of plants and animals and then you're you're just harvesting and eating and and producing things like right there and then you I trade probably, i think it's harder than you think man first off i think the farmers who farm this can do it at a scale that makes it a lot more cost effective than whatever you'd be doing i think that there's Besides, there's there's pesticide issues that would that would come up. You know, you might get some kind of uh, kind of something might infect crops that you don't know about and yeah. wipe you out. Uh, well, that would, so you <laughs> don't grow just one thing. You know, you're growing like a number of different things. It's it's happening. Like there are self-sufficient permaculture places where they're they're feeding themselves completely. They're all of their energy and and is coming from heat or um, or from the ground and um, I think that the systems that that we rely on for a lot of things like power for food are pretty are pretty fucked up and are they're only running and we only have access to them because we have money and mm-hmm. um, and I think it's getting the, the way things are heading is that more and more people are getting pushed off the edge where they don't have enough money to pay for these things. And so if you still have, if you have money, like you'll be able to stay afloat and access these things just fine. But, um, I like the idea of, of not, uh, contributing to or supporting systems that are, um, you know, encouraging that sort of trend. Okay. Like Comcast. I hate Comcast. I don't want to pay Comcast. Com- all Comcast wants to do is is make as much money as I can and and fuck you over at every possible opportunity. That's what every corporation is trying to do. Yeah, that's their duty. But that's I don't think duty we need to shareholders. It. Huh? Yeah, that's I, then yeah then don't su- don't support them. It's the revolution. It's the revolution, David. <laughs> that's what I'm after. Do you have? Uh, what were we? Oh, want to finish the cool conversation? Sure. I'm, so I I get on a lot of tangents, and and you you allow me to. Well, that, was a, that was a joint. That was a joint tangent. That's a good one. Uh, so in high school, 
we finished high school. In college, I thought that's when it became a little bit cooler to actually be well in school. That was actually something. Yes. Started being somewhat of a factor. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I thought clothes were probably equally as important as high school, yeah. maybe a little less. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Fairly important. Uh, and this is Cornell you're talking about, right? Yeah. I thought, uh, I don't actually know what else mattered. In college? Yeah. I was still into, you know, the party scene. I was trying to get, I guess I was sort of trying to get laid, but all at the same time, like, kind of turned off by the whole college drinking scene. Yeah. Um, so that was a big focus. <laughs> and like, yeah, partying, beer pong. Was really that was there, yeah. Partying was big. Having like being affiliated with like other cool people, yep. And being able to throw parties where people can drink yep. and being chill about it. What's strange to me is that, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now, now is it even further? You think to. I mean, to me now, cool is is like having something unique that you are into, and having a sense of like pursuing that without regard to what other people think like about you. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that that's it. That's and I think it. that I think that that was cool. That's always been cool, but it was so hard to like own that like an identity that was different than everybody else it was so difficult to like maintain that with all the pressure to i don't know the pressure to conform it was just i guess it was just harder to like um to be that but i think that's pretty much always been cool yeah you're saying that in high school it was cooler to be a part be more like everyone else and not be weird. Right. But now it's cooler to not just be like everyone else. And to and be, be weird. Unique. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So what makes you weird? I mean, I, I, don't consider, know. I consider myself fairly weird. I mean, I'm using weird as like a, in a very positive way. Well, when you were talking about your like unique, a unique passion that I'm pursuing yeah and I don't think it's a uh, kind of a weird one but it is I do have that and that's I think that's like the cool aspect of me when we're talking about following which is what which is to own the kings oh right yes yeah Sacramento kings yeah um you got to get past Vivek now. I know. I that's because I really like him. Well, he'll sell you the team. Yeah, I'm not trying to buy everything. Right has, away. Everything has a price. I was gonna actually ask you about that, I, but I didn't write it down. But I remember you saying that. I'm really glad to hear that you still want to do that. Oh yeah. So why do you want to? Why do you want to be? What makes you the owner of the Sacramento Kings? What gives you the right? 
I've loved them since I was born. I mean, Vivek, he's a great guy, but he's he's a basketball fan. He's not a Kings fan. Yeah. And it seemed like he cares about the city, yeah. but I don't think he cares about it as much as I... I think he would just as soon leave and say the same thing about another city right. that in that their basketball team. Right. I want I want Sacramento to flourish. I'm super loyal to Sacramento. I always have been. And uh yeah. I want the best for the city. Yeah. So do you think about um do you think about making money directly or do you think more about sort of money as a byproduct of like another trajectory, which is more like influence or connections or, or state of mind or. No, I think about how I, what I have to do to earn a billion dollars. Okay. That's the only, you know, that's the way to get. Have you tried writing to the federal reserve and just asking them to print you a billion dollars? Have not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's so what's your plan we'll call that plan plan b what's plan a plan a is kind of involved and it's, it's a little investing yeah more direct activity yeah um and and my plan changes as i grow older yeah but i always have a plan yeah did it ever involve um selling like gold bond no. Or pyramid schemes with chia seeds? I've thought about marketing like certain uh like ball like ball cream? Yeah. yeah like nodal deodorant, antiperspirant stuff. Typically designed for your balls. For your genitals. But I don't know. My cousin had this idea for like girls. I told you have I ever told you the vagina eye story? Vagina ice? Yeah. No. It's an, it's a funny story, but long the uh, end of the story, like it becomes revealed that certain girls ice their vaginas. What? Uh, yeah. And like after sex? After, after sex. Oh, I could understand that. And there's a whole there's a few reasons. Part of it is I guess it helps to not make it tighter, make it tighter for the future, and it like. It'll make sure there's no throbbing and all that stuff. Did you say help make it tighter for the future? Yeah. Okay. We thought of like a gel uh, insert for vaginas that uh-huh. you can use like an ice pack that you put in the freezer and uh-huh. then use that. <laughs> and the face would be cool your jewels. <laughs> it would what? It'd be cool your jewels. Cool your jewels. Nice. Yes. Well, sometimes you might need to ice your balls too, right? Yeah, I mean, could you make one for men? Yeah, I don't think so. If you got kicked in the balls. I mean, what would be incredible is if there were boxers that somehow stayed cool. Absolutely. A it's a huge day. problem. Do you think about your fertility much? Because, you know, male no. fertility has declined like hugely over the past few years. Yeah, I'd mainly think about just sweating. Yeah, <laughs> staying dry. I wonder if that technology can... I, I know they have, you know, technology that they use on shirts and socks and stuff. Wicking? Yeah, wicking. Yeah. And that's on, like, bicycle shorts and those those kind of shorts you wear under your shorts. Right. But what if, 
I want something more than wicking. I want cooling technology. Yeah. I yeah, don't think it's he, a problem. I mean, being cooped up in, especially on the East Coast in the summer. I think you just have to take a lot of showers. Yep. That's the only way. You know, in Australia, they wear, uh, they wear short, the to, businessmen wear like khaki shorts and dress shoes with high socks. And they wear short sleeve uh, button down shirts with ties. Wow. That'd be pretty sweet, wouldn't it? It'd be sweet, but I just, I don't know. I couldn't take it seriously dressed like that. Especially, <laughs> and then with the accent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always I've always loathed the uh, short sleeve button down look. Yeah, actually, me too. With the tie. No, it doesn't, it's, it's not, weird. It's not really a good look. Well, it's kind of a jokester look. That's why, like, uh, I don't know. Whenever they're making fun in the cartoons of someone who's supposed to be kind of a dope, they give them a short sleeve shirt with a tie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or in the movie. Yeah, it's foolproof. Yeah. Albert, I think, had a short sleeve shirt and tie. Yeah, I think he did. So, um,. <laughs> We're getting we're getting to uh, we're getting to our hour. Okay. I mean, we're actually past an hour. What are you uh, What are you doing for the rest of the evening? I'm gonna go to the gym. And That's right. Bed. That's right. Are you still uh, Are you still seeing that lady? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you met her at uh, I did. at Bradley's. So you got a steady yeah. a steady gal. I do. Is that must be? Has that been nice? It has been. It's been really good. I like it a lot. Because you haven't had different. a girlfriend really in a while, right? No. Like ever? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, technically, I guess I did, but not really. Yeah. So, it's, it's, I think I've adapted pretty well to it. Yeah. I kind of had a long leash, like, adjust. Uh-huh. Which was nice. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, like I don't have as much free time at all. Because, like, because when you have a girl, when you have a girlfriend, you have no free time. Because you make like, because you don't live together, right? Right. So you have to make like at least what two plans a week, something like that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the weekends you're like always full on together, and then yeah, at least like two after work. You guys, and then the rest. Uh, you guys watching any TV shows together? Yeah, we do. It's a classic. We, we just we just started doing that. What are you guys watching? Uh, we just started Game of Thrones. Nice. I haven't watched it yet, but I'll get to it. First up, I have to watch. Uh, I've never watched The Wire, and I've never watched The Sopranos. So I, feel I like- mean, those are. Sopranos is my favorite show of all time. I've watched it four times through. Wow. Back in college and law school when you can do those kind of things. Right. And Wire, I've watched three times through. And The Sopranos, just every time. The fourth time, it was with one of my roommates. And we could sit down after every episode and discuss the episode for an hour. Wow. That sounds good. So good. Yeah. The Wire is good, but it's not as, you, you as much out of it. Or a little more entertaining because there's some more action. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's as much to the characters. Uh, but yeah, nothing, I mean, nothing 
at Toronto's level and or has been for a long time. I don't put the wire really at Toronto's level a little below. Okay. I thought Breaking Bad was good, but I didn't put it at that level. I haven't watched that one. We're watching House of Cards. Speaking of the, the dark internet, right? I haven't seen season two, but I heard that that's a part of it. Yeah, pretty fascinating. I one and thought it was like, and I wasn't really compelled to watch season two. Not a huge Kevin Spacey fan? No, I like him. But I just, I don't know. I almost they... got I almost got turned off to it. Uh, but then season two really just like picks it, picks it up a notch. The action, which is good. And it's something that my dad really likes and my sister's into it too. So it's like... That's good, yeah. We have a, our little... Have our show. We have our show that we watch, which is always fun. Um, but my, I'm definitely always occupied. I mean, girlfriend keeps you occupied with stuff like that. Yeah. Also, I spend a lot more money. Oh, because, God. Um, Tell me about yeah. it, brother. Yeah. Probably like five times the money that I used to spend. So how does that figure into the... I guess... If you're talking about a billion dollars, the amount of money you spend on your girlfriend doesn't really make a difference. Well, right now it makes a huge difference. Well, sure. Yeah. But in the big picture, it's not like you're like putting money away. Like to get to that money, you're, things, the scale of the operation has to like, is going to have to drastically change, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So what, what kind of time frame are you thinking? Um, I, if I want to be realistic about it, maybe by the time I'm 40. That's, that's ambitious. That's pretty ambitious. I like, yeah. the way you're <laughs> I like the way you're talking. Yeah. That's good, man. You might as well aim high, right? Yeah. Um, what if, what if the entire financial system collapses before then? That'd be ideal because then I... <laughs> That's right. Everything starts back at normal prices, right? Yeah, I could be a pioneer. Cool. All right. Well, I hope. I'll try to help. Uh, I'll try to help bring it bring it down, bring the big the big system down. Good. Just let me know when you're not, you know, working for a that a financial uh, company, and then and then we'll pull the plug. All right. <laughs> awesome. It's good to talk uh, to you, man. Yeah, you too, dude. Or we didn't cover all this stuff. Um. Oh, what what about the pencil? Do you still twirl pencils? Yeah. It, in fact, I was in a meeting with a partner, and I was twirling a pen. And with certain pens, when you do that, they ink like shifts irregularly. Yeah. And it got all over my hand. Really? Stops mid sentence and goes, "Oh wait, go wash yourself off." <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. wait this being a partner in your own company yeah wow that's a disaster I, I need to stop doing this in meetings got it yeah you gotta uh well the fresh pencil has always been the but then it's obvious that you're just like carrying around a toy yeah <laughs> it's less professional do you still have <laughs> yeah do you still have fresh unsharpened pencils lying around yeah, I kind of need it. Nice. C can you do both hands now? Not my left hand is never as good as my right. I 
have the desire to work on it enough to make it so. Yeah. Yeah. I love a fresh pack of pencils. There's nothing like it. I mean, for the amount of money that it costs and the enjoyment I get out of it, like just always having fresh, sharp pencils, it's very much worth it. What I'm about to do after this, before my gym session, I have maybe 15 podcasts that I, I'll say maybe like eight important ones. Uh I'm going to update all of those podcasts. So I'm going to get new ones for maybe like six of them. And then I put it into a program that levels the volumes. Whoa. So I'm going to level all the volumes out. And then I'm going to do determine which ones I think are the most important and make a specific playlist for the gym that I'll listen to those on there. You've got a number that are like less than an hour. Number of kind of shorty ones? Yes. Yeah. That's fun. Most Yeah. Hit hit me with uh hit me with some of your faves, will you? Sure, I'll tell you right now. Uh my favorite probably is Farid Zakaria yes Global Public Square. Uh is is the biggest news all-star ever you'll listen to every week he'll be like and on this uh episode we have gates and elon musk wow uh, secretary of state and it's just he has the best guests he has the best analysis it's called global public square yeah okay read the car yeah you'll get a really good update on on the local news or on the world world news world news world news uh, for a short five-minute news, PR has a five-minute news one really okay. that I like. Uh, I listen to the PTI podcast to get my sports fix in. Nice. Uh, I like Freakonomics a lot. Okay. Uh, I like Planet Money, NPR's Planet Money. Okay. They're, it's similar to Freakonomics. Okay. But I think they go a little more in in their analysis of whatever topic they're covering. And it's a little more topical. You know, if wh- whenever something financial happened, they'll direct take on that and really explain it yeah. to the person. Uh, I like, if I, if I can get to it, if I have listened to everything else, This American Life yeah. is good. Uh, if You Should Know is good if I think that it's a good topic for the week. Mm-hmm. Um. There's some I'm leaving out, no, I know. No comedy? I used to listen to a lot of comedy, and then I was just like, I could be kind of learning something. Yeah, but you got to get your it... laughs. Although you look good, man. You definitely you look content and well, so you're doing all right. But you got to get those laughs in. Do you get any at work? I know what you're saying. I don't get enough laughs in. I do need to get more laughs in. Do you want to see my penis? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later. I just want to do what I can. Uh, If you're looking for a funny one, I really like Johnny Pemberton. He's an LA comic. I'll send you. I'll send you. I'll send you an email. I think he's hilarious. You know who's all on top of it? One time I asked Bradley about comedy podcasts, and he went on for like an hour. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty into (laughs) them. And I was like, you must be listening to podcasts all day long. All the time. Constantly. How could you listen to all of this? That guy consumes so much media because he watch he stays up on like ten shows, and he still reads somehow. You know, yeah, he reads. He'll know. 
well, that's the store. And when he was in New York, he's like, oh, this store. And I was like, how do you know about that store? He's like, oh, this blog I read about men's fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, are you serious? Wow. Wow. He consumes well, a lot of information and media. Yeah. I guess I don't have, I don't have that much appetite for it. I mean, I'm trying to read more, but even that, I, I don't, I don't read much. What are you gonna do? You know? Yeah, you'll be all right. I think why, so. Why don't you read the Game of Thrones book? Yeah. You want to read good. like a fiction? Huh? You want to read nonfiction? No, no, the I want to read with, novels. The problem with reading nonfiction is that you just don't do it. You sit <laughs> down and you just don't want to do it. Yeah. And you're not gonna do it. Yeah. The beauty of fiction is that you can actually get into it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're good. You know, there's a chance you'll read the whole book. Yeah. Agreed. I think about so many people that are like hitting themselves over the head with books that they hate because they are trying yeah. to like better themselves instead right. of like, and then they're getting no enjoyment out of reading, which is, it's muy triste. I love certain fantasy series because number one, I'm it's a compelling story, so I get into it. Yeah, some of them are are just this last one I read. I wow, I learned about poetry in high school, and there's just I thought it was a jumble of words, and I like pretended it made it's an essays and like analyzed yeah. things that I don't really think existed yeah. in the poetry that didn't even intend to do. But I read this book, and the writing was so beautiful. It was just simple. It wasn't hard to understand or read. Yeah. It's poetry. Wow. What everyone talks about when they talk about beauty and language and poetry. And like that, it really is an escape. Like I'm stressed out from the, I go through a lot of shit and I can just sit down and I'm, you're in another world. Yeah. Total world. Pretty sweet. Good for you, man. What's the, what's the name of the book? Oh, the Malazan Book of the Fallen. Malazan Book of the Fallen? Yeah, best thing I've ever read. Wow. Uh, makes Game of Thrones read like a, read like a Hunger Games, just like a <laughs> book that you know, didn't put much thought into. And, there, you know, a lot of thought went into that series. But Malazan's just freaking incredible. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. Last thing, I want to get you on record predicting the records <clears throat> of the Buffalo Bills and the Sacramento Kings in the upcoming. I mean, we're already we're still in the NBA season, but looking ahead to 2014 to 2015, a little bit of a rebuilding year still for the Kings. Yeah. Bills are pretty much always rebuilding. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give. I'll give the Bills seven wins. Seven and nine. And the Kings, I like, I think I'm going to be a little on more, I'm going to be a little more biased than I was for the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what you're really saying is the Bills are going to be six and ten. Un yeah. Objectively. <laughs> <laughs> Kings, Kings win 40 games. Yeah, I was gonna say let's give them yeah, let's give them forty games. All right, a little under five hundred. Yep. Good. Yeah, I can, I can live with those. Me too.
Lowered expectations, baby. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes when you have a rebuilding team, I'm happier. I want the draft pick. And you have to decide whether you still want the draft picks or you're kind of over it and you're ready to go for it. Yeah. It's like, who knows? You might get a great draft pick anyway with a lower pick. Right. So, yeah. Well, thank you for your time, good sir. Sure, dude. It's great. Wonderful to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, I I hope hope you have a good workout. Thanks, dude. May I? I'll download some of yours. Yeah. um, It's kind of a mixed bag, but I think the last one. Uh, was good and this one obviously is going to be fantastic the so, last one is the if i'm going to start with one yeah go with the last one it's called uh dear dr jat okay all right cool all right i'll talk to you later all right david take care bye ciao ciao